0: From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. Barnaby Joyce has been rolled as leader of the National Party and replaced by David Littleproud. Joyce says he's not sad about it, but unlike Scott Morrison, he did try to hang on to his party's leadership after the election. So what state has Joyce left the Nationals in? Will his successor be any different? And is there a chance that Joyce could make yet another political comeback? Today, contributing editor to The Monthly, Rachel Withers, on Barnaby Joyce's fate and the future of the Nationals. It's Thursday, June 2. Rachel, the Coalition as a whole... Did pretty badly in the election. But most of that seems to have been felt by one part of that coalition, by the Liberals. So, what about the other party who is part of that partnership? What about the Nationals?
1: Yeah, well, as we heard repeatedly from former Nationals leader Barnaby Joyce over the past week, the Nationals didn't actually lose any seats in this election um, and therefore can't be blamed for what happened to the coalition. This, of course, ignores the fact that the coalition not being able to form government is a problem for the nationals. And there's no doubt that their positions, particularly on climate change, played a role in the overall coalition's downfall. And now that's led to Barnaby Joyce's downfall again. Mm, Okay. So let's talk about Barnaby Joyce. He is obviously one of the the more well-known government MPs, but that hasn't always been for, for the right reasons. No. So Joyce became the Deputy Prime Minister under Malcolm Turnbull and he resigned in 2018 after the Daily Telegraph broke the news that he was expecting a baby with Vicky Campion, who was one of his former staffers, and Turnbull was very scathing of that.
2: Most of our attention has been focused on Barnaby Joyce.
1: He introduced the bonk ban
2: Ministers, regardless of whether they are married or single, must not engage in sexual relations
3: with their staff.
1: Around the same time, there was also a sexual harassment allegation against Joyce. Yeah, he is fiercely denied it, Jody saying these allegations are defamatory and date back to 18 months ago. Um, and it was after this allegation uh, was made that he actually stood down.
2: As you all understand, if it's going to be before the court, it's going to be before the courts. But what I, what I will say is that um, on Monday uh, morning at the party room, I will step down as the leader of the National Party and Deputy Prime Minister of Australia.
1: And then he spent some time on the backbench where he was very vocal uh, in his views. Look, I just
2: don't want the government anymore in my life. I'm sick of the government being in my life.
1: But then three years after his big scandal uh, and after those three years on the backbench, Joyce challenged the new Nationals leader, Michael McCormack, in a leadership spill, which he won. And he became Deputy Prime Minister again under Scott Morrison. Okay. And so once Barnaby Joyce returned to the deputy
0: position, how would you characterise his time in Parliament and his relationship with with the Prime Minister, with Scott Morrison?
1: Well, I wouldn't have said they were each other's greatest fans going into it. Barnaby Joyce actually said as much in an infamous leaked text message sent not long before he returned to the leadership in which he called Morrison a hypocrite and a liar and said they didn't get along. The Australian quotes Mr Joyce saying he and Mr Morrison don't get along. I've never trusted him and I dislike how he earnestly rearranges the truth to a lie. But they managed to negotiate a position on net zero.
2: In anything in life, if someone believes they're being forced into a corner, you know what they're going to do. They're going to say no.
1: Um, although that might have had more to do with Morrison throwing $30 million in funding commitments at the Nationals just to get it over the line.
2: First and foremost, we're our own party. You know, we're not, we, we choose to go into a coalition, but we're not chained to a coalition. We do the right thing for regional people in the coalition.
1: And it was quite a hostage-like situation when he needed to go to Glasgow and the Nationals were just... Screwing him for all they could, as Barnaby Joyce has said in the last few days. But then when those text messages, the liar and hypocrite text messages leaked, Joyce apologised.
2: I should never have written the text that I did. I certainly never expected the text to be forwarded on.
1: And the Prime Minister accepted the apology.
2: When it came to light a couple of days ago, uh, I rang the Prime Minister immediately. I apologised. Uh, He accepted my apology. I offered my resignation and he did not accept my resignation.
1: But then they weren't seen together much on the campaign trail after that, probably because Joyce was seen as so toxic to the Liberals. Uh, Morrison obviously had his own toxicity problems and both of them contributed to the Coalition's loss. And so Morrison stood down after losing, as a losing Prime Minister usually does, but Joyce didn't. And then we saw, on Monday, two of his fellow nationals challenge him for the leadership. Okay, and so what happened then? Can you tell me about who challenged Joyce? So we saw two challengers, David Littleproud, who was Barnaby Joyce's deputy, and Darren Chester, who was very, very outspoken in criticising Barnaby Joyce and his leadership. And so Littleproud, as expected, did win the spill. Um, He was sort of the more popular figure in the party, uh, sort of closer to where everyone else was sitting. And then we saw uh, Perrin Davey, first-term senator, become uh, the new deputy under David Littleproud. So
0: David Littleproud is now the the leader of the Nationals. Barnaby lost that that
1: challenge. So what do we know about how Barnaby Joyce took that? Not very well. So the first we heard of how Barnaby Joyce had taken his loss was not long after the meeting, He put out a statement that started off very strangely. uh, Very much sounded like Barnaby Joyce having a dig at his enemies with the lines, I suppose you think I am sad. Not really. And ever since he's really tried to downplay the idea that this has disappointed him in any way, he's told Sky News that it's not that bad. (laughs) Well, you say you're not sad about
2: it. I imagine you're not all that thrilled.
1: Oh look, actually, it's not that bad. I mean, I've and he was always going to hand over the leadership at some point after the election.
2: I was always going to transition, in any case, um, out of the leadership, so I'm not crying in my bit. What do you
1: that's, mean? That's When, I'm, when were I, you going to transition? Yeah, this time. But it is a slightly ridiculous claim to be making after he did try to hold on. He did run for the leadership, um, and now he's saying that oh, he didn't really want it anyway.
2: I said that well, to the party. You'd, room. So you'd, my made, that, never you'd
1: made that personal decision. Or oh, when did you say it to party room? Sorry.
2: I said it actually when I took over the leadership, and I, I've said it numerous times. I was always going to transition out.
0: Why? Why is that?
2: Because I just think that's good for the leadership of the party to renew.
0: We'll be back in a moment. Rachel, in the wake of the coalition's election loss, Barnaby Joyce uh, is out as Nationals leader and David Littleproud um, is now leading the party. So can you tell me a bit more about him? Who is David Littleproud?
1: Well, until recently, he was the deputy leader of the Nationals party. He is uh, an MP from Queensland. He's the federal member for Maranoa, which is actually the largest electorate in Queensland. And there's some pretty big ones in Queensland. And it was also the safest seat in the country. So Little Proud's sitting in a very big, very safe seat.
3: Welcome to Warwick and to Maranoa, Thanks my
1: home town. It's great to meet you and it's great to be here. Um, Maranoa makes up 43% of Queensland.
0: That is a huge chunk of Australia. Give us a snapshot of your electric.
3: Our main industry is agriculture. It's the common thread that links every community right across Maranoa together. But we've also had uh, the advent of gas, coal, uh,
1: and he was one of just four MPs to vote against marriage equality. Are you opposed to same-sex marriage?
3: As, as it stands, yes, at the moment. Right?
1: What is it that you feel um, that your electorate and perhaps you are so afraid of? Um, and this was, as he said, because he had pledged to vote in accordance with his electorate's verdict and Maranoa actually registered a no in the plebiscite. Um, he went right up to the leader's seat, in fact, in the chamber during the vote, um, really making his dissent known on marriage equality. And he's also caused a little bit of controversy in the past for questioning whether climate change is man-made.
3: So, David, the, the fundamental question is uh, whether man-made climate change is causing droughts like the one we're seeing now. That's what Meg is suggesting. Well, look, um, that's a big call. Uh, I don't, I, look, the reality is... The reality is, I don't really give a rat's whether it's man-made or not. It's if we want to go to... Renew- and this
1: was when he was the Minister for Drought and Natural Disasters during the Black Summer bushfires.
3: He's the Minister for Water, for Drought Relief, for Natural Disaster and Emergency uh, Management as well. Thank you very much for joining me. You say climate's changing, uh, and that's certainly true. The question is, is this man-made climate change? I, I've got no idea, but does it, does it really matter? Sorry, you you have no idea whether... I'm not a scientist. Uh, I I haven't made an opinion one way or another, but I don't think it really matters. I I think. Sorry, I just want to to be clear clear on this. You're not sure whether man-made climate change is real? No, I'm not. I'm
1: going to be honest. So he became the deputy leader of the Nationals in February 2020, and as he told reporters this week, it was actually his dream to be the leader of the party ever since he joined.
3: I joined the National Party as a six-year-old boy handing out for my father at the Chinchilla Courthouse as he tried to become the member for...
1: Um, He sort of indicated that the sensible centre was where he wanted to take the party. Uh, And this is
3: not about the National Party, uh, lurching left or lurching right. It's using common sense and being in the sensible centre. That's where you win elections, not chasing extremities.
1: And despite his previous comments about um, climate change, he, he was one of the people in the party... Uh, in favour of embracing net zero, but he did refuse to back the idea of legislating the target. And yeah, he's he's certainly no Barnaby Joyce and he may not be a full moderate, but he uh, certainly is a big change in tone from Barnaby Joyce.
0: Okay. And so what do we know about how the, the coalition relationship is likely to play out now? Because obviously there's also a new Liberal leader, Peter Dutton, how are they likely to, to work together? And, and is this relationship going to be significantly different from from the Scott Morrison-Barnaby-Joyce coalition relationship?
1: Well, Dutton and Little Proud are due to meet soon. We don't really know much about their working relationship. They are both from Queensland. They're both members of the LNP, the Liberal National Party. And they're on the same page, it seems, about supporting net zero, but not supporting Labor's new targets. And they're, yeah, they'll be, they'll be meeting to work out a new uh, coalition agreement, which they do every time, um, and Little Proud is pushing for a, an equitable, fair and sensible deal to benefit regional Australians. Um, it's not clear how the fact that the nationals now have a greater amount of influence in the coalition is going to play out here. Uh, Barnaby Joyce had been quite vocal about getting more for the Nats out of the fact that they now had a greater percentage of the seats yeah, we'll see what how Little Proud is willing to work with Dutton and we, we also don't know what Dutton is going to be doing but whether he's more willing to defer to what the Liberals need at this stage. And what about
0: Barnaby Joyce's next move, Rachel? Do you think that this is really the end for him because he's obviously been out in the political wilderness before but managed to come back and um, what's your sense of, of what might be next?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I think, as you mentioned, he's been in the wilderness before. It seemed like an insurmountable task for him to come back from those scandals that saw him lose the Deputy Prime Ministership. But he has done it before. He's just like this Terminator who keeps coming back. I think he's certainly going to hang around and be even more outspoken um, in the meantime, now that he's not constrained by being in Cabinet. We also don't know what the margin of Monday's vote was. We don't know how close it was. Barnaby Joyce probably knows how close it was, and that would probably play a role in whether he is hanging around and biding his time for another another go. But if the National Party really has learnt the lessons from this election that they needed to learn, then it, the Nationals will have to keep Barnaby Joyce out if they ever want to get back into government. Rachel, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Ruby.
0: Sydney Dance Company explodes on stage with Memento. This world premiere by acclaimed choreographer Raphael Bonicella is unmissable contemporary dance. Strictly limited season from the 28th of May to the 8th of June. Book now at sydneydancecompany.com. Also in the news today, home prices across Australia have fallen for the first time in at least 20 months. According to two house price indices, prices have dropped 0.1% nationally in a month. And the US government has announced it'll send Ukraine advanced long-range rocket systems as part of a $700 million military aid package. US President Joe Biden said the weapons will enable Ukraine to fight on the battlefield and be in the strongest possible position at the negotiating table. I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. See you tomorrow.